You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I think what you're trying to ask is uh, why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it. In the first place, to me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I said this before in the same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest Tamika Jendaya Hill-Jones, co-host. And welcome Good morning. To the morning. Our law talk show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Jendaya. Thank you, Queen. It's one of our members. Queens of intellect, thank you, Queen, for being with me this morning, holding me down for this very exciting show that I'm about to pull on one returning guest. Um, she's been here before. She's quite amazing. Chasing Yancey as she goes by public or just Yancey. So if you will, Queen, say hello to the truth seekers out there listening. Say hello to our special guest before we let the cat out the bag on this morning's discussion question. Again, thanks for being with me, Queen. Good morning. Absolutely. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, absolutely. We also have another special guest, so I hope we can get him on the line. I was trying to hopefully we'll get him live on the air as well. Vaughn, if you're out there again, brother, I'll just text you and say, hey, call back in. Let's get this get this thing going because I want to get everybody on. But in the meantime, Yancy, again, you've been with us, Queen. But if you will, say hello to the truth seekers. Hello to my co-host, Gendaya. And if you will, Queen, give people a little bit of your background. Tell them who you are before before we tell them the discussion question for this morning's dialogue. Good morning. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Uh, shout out to everybody in the Mental Dialogue family. Um, I am Yancy. On my platform, I am known as Chasing Yancy. And I am a mindset coach who is cleverly disguised as a dating and relationship coach uh, I'm an author of two books, one for men, one for women, um, and I host live streams on Sunday with Q&A. I mostly talk about dating and relationships, um, and I help people to understand why they don't feel fulfilled in life, which is why I say I'm a mindset coach who's just disguised as a dating and relationship coach because most people realize their problems because of dating and relationships, but it's much, much bigger. So thank you for having me. No, glad to have you. Let's see if we can get my brother Vaughn says live. 
had a couple technical difficulties with him. Vaughn, I'm bringing you live again. King, are you with me? Uh, say hello to the True Seekers if you are. Give a little bit of your background. If I can't hear you, I'm going to recommend that you call back in. Um, I'm hoping everything's okay with you, brother. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now, brother. All right, we live in 3D. All right, sounds good. Oh, we got, oh, you, you might have the show in the background. Do you have the show in the background? Because you're going to have to turn it down or so. Yeah, can you, how's that? Is that better? Yes, much better. All right, there we go, brother. So, yeah, if you will, uh, say hello to the truth seekers out there listening. I got Jendai and Yancey on, so we're going to have a full panel for this morning's discussion question. I'm going to go ahead and let people know why are there so damn many relationships co- relationship coaches, and you are a relationship coach from what I understand, but if you will, tell the truth seekers your background as well so we can get started with this morning's discussion question. Glad to have you on, King. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, you know, as I was listening to the sisters and, and introduce herself, uh, being a, a life enhancement coach and just an overall wellness coach, um, masquerading as a relationship coach, it's very similar to um, to my platform. Uh, there's so many people who need the types of uh, help that, just like she described. I mean, they they people don't realize most times that the most important relationship that you can have is the one that you have with yourself. And oftentimes they're looking for love in all the wrong places. And so they think that they can soothe whatever ails them by coupling with someone. And, and oftentimes people are trauma bonding, or, or even if it's not trauma bonding, they're, they're bonding um, in ways that they think that they can bring comfort to each other when in reality it's the type of comfort that you're, you're supposed to show up to the relationship with. You're supposed to show up and share your completeness with someone, not your brokenness. And so, now I got it, brother. If you will, real quick, though, so before we get deep, before we get deep, brother, just what, tell them your platform real quick, and we're gonna jump into this thing if you don't mind. So my my platform is the Conditions of Love. That that well, that's my website, and it's actually the platform uh, from which I speak. I have a show on that I do every week live on Facebook. It's called Living Proof with the Love Alchemist. Um, you can follow me at the Love Alchemist on Facebook as well as Von underscore the Love Alchemist on um, what's the other one Instagram. Sounds good, brother. And my, so let's my get website. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we'll definitely get that out too again before we let you go. Um, but thank you for being with us this morning. So let's go ahead and get this thing started. We got our first break that we're going to come to in a few seconds, but we got a few few minutes before we go to the break. And so Jadai, let's start off like we always start. And if um, Yancey and Vaughn, if y'all will follow her lead. And so the way we start this morning's show is always very simple. What was your initial thought when you heard the discussion question worded specifically this way? So why are there so damn many relationship coaches? And it's just the first initial thought. Don't go into the secondary thought. We keep this quick, get the show started, and we'll come back and get hot hot and heavy into the discussion. But then, uh, when you first heard the question that way, what was your first initial thought? My first initial thought was, are there? Are there too many damn relationship coaches? <laughs> okay. okay. So, yeah, that was my initial response. Nah, I could dig that. Yeah, I right, was. Hell yeah. Yeah, see, I'm turning it over. Yeah, Yancy, I'm turning it over to you. What, what was your first initial thought? Uh, my reaction was, yes, there are quite a lot of people in this space. Okay. And then I think I heard Vaughn jump in and say, hell yeah. So, uh, bo- so both of you who are actually relationship coaches, 
y'all actually are of the of the thinking that hey, it's too many of y'all. And then I got Jendai on the opposite end saying, "Are there?" So that's pretty interesting. That's pretty oh, I'm interesting. So sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't say too many. I apologize. Uh, I was saying yes that there are a lot. There are a lot. I acknowledge there are a lot, but I don't. Ne- I would not necessarily say that there are too many. Okay. No, nah, I could dig it. I could dig it. And then Vaughn, you were saying, uh, "Hell yeah!" Was your initial thought, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think it's way too many. Uh, first of all, I think it's. I don't know if you want me to elaborate, but yeah, my answer is, is yes, emphatically yes. Okay, I can dig it. Let me ask this real quick before we go to the break, um, because you say that. Uh, how long have have both of you been doing? You give me that info. We'll go to the break, and then we'll get started with the show. Mine is seven years. Thank All you. right, seven years for Yancey, and how long have you been in the space, um, Vaughn? In the Vaughn. official space. Yeah, it, I've been in the official space for about five years as far as social media and, and this platform is concerned, but uh, I've been dealing with it for the better part of about 25 years now. About, about 20, a little, little less than 25 years, about 20 years. Okay, so both of y'all got some time in. So, yeah, very interesting to see your thoughts about uh, being a lot or I got to die. I definitely want to hear your thoughts coming out of the break on, in a sense, you asking, are there too many? That was your perspective. So that's a different, definitely a different perspective. All right, let's go to this first break, get this thing started. And this will um, also, let me give the number out because we're definitely going to have some people that want to get in on this to show. This morning's discussion question, why are there so damn many relationship coaches? If you want to get in this morning, you will have to call us at 646-787-1691. You will have to press one to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back where all I ask is that you think. For all the success stories that we see in traders, there are countless others, thousands, even millions of others of unsuccessful people who were wiped out. Again, that money had to come from somewhere. These are the first questions that keep you in the game because, again, what trading is not, it's not a game. Trading is a practice, it's art and science in a way that if you do it correctly, you can make money. This course is designed to help you as a trader, as a young, burgeoning trader, or if you've had some experience and maybe some difficulties in trading, to understand the elements that are involved in what makes trading as hard and competitive and hopefully see some of the success that you probably thought that you would have in the first place. I've noticed is that there's a lot of information that kind of teaches women how to manipulate a guy into getting what she wants. And this is a really dangerous thing because at the end of the day, women want to be loved, cherished, and adored. And if a man is not head over heels in love with you, he's not going to even come close to making you feel that way. So the best that we can do is understand where our power lies and learn how to harness it. Now, the number one thing I have to say before we officially get started is that self-love is the most important foundation anyone can have. And the reason why I know this is because I have experienced it firsthand. I used to have a sense of desperation, and I like to say that it's considered a dirty little word, but we ought to get more comfortable saying with it if it applies. How do you say it? Only the hit dog hollers. Anyway, I was that hit dog, and I realized that there was a disproportionate desire for a relationship 
in my life, and I put way too much emphasis on a man coming and saving me from my dull life. I committed my life to figuring out who I was and learning how to live it the best way I could, which is why I started my entire brand, Chasing Yanti, because I'm chasing myself to see what it is that I love to do and see how I can live best. I recommend that if you find yourself extremely depressed about your loneliness, feeling like you are obsessed about your singleness, or constantly dropping the bar so that you could get whatever guy to give you attention, you might want to start there because that's the most important thing. But besides that, I want to let you know that guys are very predictable. This is really helpful information, and it really simplifies things if you really, truly get that in your head. I have heard countless women talk to other girlfriends, and they try to play Nancy Drew and figure out why he's doing what he's doing, what it could possibly be, and strategize. And I just want to say, girls, it's not that deep. If you want to... Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Jendai, our special guest, Chasing Yancey, as well as Vaughn says, both relationship coaches, Jendaya. Um, got the bitch, forgot the bitch. Main reason I brought you on because you also run grown and married, black grown and married, excuse me. And so, um, you've been in this space a long time helping, uh, in a sense, relationships thrive within our community. So that's something that you specialize in. So to a degree, I'm not surprised in a sense when you come from a perspective, are there too many, you know, just to highlight that and just to let you know the words you just heard are those of Yancey herself. I basically took that from her platform, wanted to share, to give a perspective of what she's all about. But if you will, Queen, just further expound on, uh, in a sense, you know, what you what you meant by are there, your background, as well as what Yancey had to say. So I know it's a lot to kind of take in, but um, if you will, go ahead and um, give us your thoughts, Queen. Yeah, so, so for me, I thought about, like, how many that I actually know, uh, and that's personally as well as, like, mainstream. And I literally could only come up with, like, a handful of people, you know. Um, and then uh, even when it comes to, like, social media on the online thing and you're dealing with your uh, Kevin Samuels and the Derrick Jacksons and all these, you know, these Internet people, uh, even in that sense, it was only, like, a handful of those, you know, that came up. And most of them don't even consider themselves relationship coaches. That's what was, you know, that that's how the media, the social media platform, like, created that created those those the the imagery of them or should I say like like those titles for them. You know, so for me it was more so like on that platform. I consider like how many that I actually know. Uh and then also, is there a such thing as too many? <laughs> you know, we're one of the people who like like the numbers are against us when it comes to black marriages today. When it comes to even the black family is declining. Like the desire for us to have children, the desire for us to um to deal with like our past traumas, like the other like the like the um the guests were saying earlier, showing up in these relationships thinking that that's what you want when you're really trying to fill the void that should have already been addressed prior to the relationship. You know, so we don't seek therapy enough. So I don't even know. I mean, even when I consider people that I know, how many of them know about relationship coaches or just therapy in general or utilize these these uh, pieces? You know, and so locally, I don't hear a lot of that, and and media wise either, for that matter. 
No, it makes sense. Definitely a great perspective. Yancey, again, glad to share your words. I will openly say you are my favorite relationship coach in the game. So um, I don't know if I've ever said that. Oh, thank you. Um, So I will highlight that. Um, And your perspective, I think, was kind of pretty cool. It was kind of in between. You weren't necessarily saying there were too many. You just said there were a lot. And um, I think what I highlighted in what I shared highlights, and again, where you kind of focus on the self-love aspect and, you know, and you kind of mentioned it already. Uh, but if you will, Queen, um, go ahead and expound on your own words that um, that we shared. So my thought was when you said, it, you know, are there too many? I feel like there there is, it's relative. So if they are amazing and they are qualified and they are getting people to their goals, which is to be successfully in relationships or have a great relationship with themselves, then I'm agreeing with Jendaya. How could there be too many? But if you have people who are leading with their brokenness, I had an experience and now I'm bitter and jaded and I want to spread this out, even if it's not intentionally, you know, Uh uh, what is the word? Uh, it's not um, benign. I can't think of the word. <laughs> the malignant. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, that's right. um, but it, they're not intentionally trying to spread poison. They have to understand that this platform, whether it's media is a powerful platform, whether it's television, internet, books, podcasts, any platform is very powerful. And there are so many vulnerable, vulnerable people who are grasping at whatever they can get. And if it seems good, they're going to hold on to it. I hear people say, Yancey, I listened to your stuff, and I heeded your advice, and I've changed my lifestyle. That is a huge responsibility on my shoulders that I don't take lightly. And so if somebody is jaded, there's a possibility that they are teaching that. And I'm not going to say his name because I refuse to say his name publicly. But there is a man who has a powerful platform, and he has started a massive movement within the, the man, men's community, pre- predominantly black men. And he admits openly that he used to love and adore women until he was hurt. And he has decided from that point on he will never get gotten again. And now he only refers to women as bees and hoes, and he teaches men how to extract what they need from the female you know, gender, as opposed to loving them like queens. So that, to me, that is an example of too many if they are leading people astray, from my humble opinion. No, I love it. The thing is, I wouldn't even go, I don't even, I like like how you said it was relatively, relative, yeah, see. So even in that situation, then if we're going to keep it relative, it's not so much that him and maybe others like him in that situation, maybe some ladies are doing the same thing, are too many, again, just using your term, but it becomes relatively because they're not taking their responsibility serious as you are. Vaughn, your thoughts, because you were the one that said, hell yeah, there are too many, so I want to let you expound on that, and we have a caller that wants to get in as well, so um, go ahead and give us your thoughts, King. Yes, <clears throat> I love the first two responses. The, the ladies laid it out beautifully, and I think that's the uh, it, it culminates the point that I was going to make as well. Um, I think uh, I, I won't even go back over what they said. I, like I said, that those were beautiful answers. And, and then I think the the point that I would only add to that, and the reason that I say emphatically yes, is because our standards, <laughs> our desires are high, but our standards don't match the desires. 
And, and so mm. we have a lot of people who who enter this relationship coaching space, this marriage counseling space even, um, where it's just a good profession. It pays well if you do it right. Uh, but just, just like being a pastor, you know, there, I, I remember when I was growing up, they used, there was a saying that, you know, the pastor was a man of God. He was called by God. And in reality, we learned today that there are a lot of pastors who weren't, quote, unquote, called by God. They're just doing it because the pay is good. And I think it's it's very similar in the relationship space. You have a lot of coaches out here and even a lot of relationship and marriage counselors out here who opted for it because, you know, they felt like they could master the field. They they felt like the information is good and, and then also that the pay is good. Um, but they don't really have roots deep enough to anchor them into what it means to bring real resolution and real harmony to relationships. And so often they offer very rigid um, ideas that um, if, if any of you have ever been married or in a, in a meaningful relationship, we know that the relationship requires much a much higher level of fluidity rather than these rigid ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and so I say it's too many because there are too many people here that just simply don't know what the hell they're talking about. In addition to uh, what the sister who I forget her name just spoke right before me, how you have yeah. a lot of people out here that are sharing their they're sharing their pain and it's masquerading as helpful advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, got yep. Absolutely. We got a couple callers, so uh, let's get to the callers. Area code two one seven, last three seven one two. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's special question. Uh Josh from Chicago. All right, Josh from Chicago. What you got for us, King? Well, I was just going to say that uh, that's actually really interesting. Uh, there's a lot of play there. You guys, you guys are bouncing around a lot there. I'm like, what was the initial thing that I was going to bring up? Uh, I think that <laughs> I think that I know. I'm sorry, my buddy. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, you good? <laughs> I can let you get no, back I, in. I was, it's all you good? Yeah, if you want to, I can let you come out and come back in. It's up to you. We'll yeah, show, no. Man. Can I can I yeah, mute yeah. out? I'll come back in. I'll come back yeah, in yeah, about yeah. five minutes. So I'll you, mute what out. What you do is let me tell you how to do it. Hit the one, come off the one, and then go back on the one when you're ready to speak again. That makes sense. So when I let you go, just hit the one so that I so that I can bring you back up when you're ready to come. Okay. Okay. Let's yes, go to sir. the next call. Three two three two three last three six zero six. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Yeah, my name's Joe from Montana. I like the topic, why there's so many damn relationship counselors. There's about four or five of them that appear on Block Talk Radio. Um, One doesn't appear anymore. The other three or four, they only appear, like, on a semi-regular basis. But from talking to them, um, you would think that they being in the uh, healthcare field, they would know how to handle callers better. But I'll give you one prime example of one that um, she was actually nice. But I had asked her, I said, okay, because her particular thrust was men should be glad that they're men so that they can please their women. And when I asked her, what the women bring to the table? Do you know what she said? They bring the beauty. Okay, that's it. They bring the beauty. Don't have to bring anything else. And I'm not even talking about cooking and cleaning, you know, because most women have refused for the last 25 years or so to do that. (laughs) But to 
bring the beauty? In other words, there's no accountability for what they do, for what they say. Um, if they act irresponsibly, it's their right to change their mind. They just have to be beautiful. And I think men know, and I, a lot of men don't even get credit for this. When men marry so-called good-looking women, the trophy women, you, are, you all know what they look like when the makeup's off. I don't have a dog, but if I did, his ass would be better looking than most of them. Damn! They do not bring. They do not bring the beauty. Man, I gotta okay. tell you, Joe, you sound kind of mad. If if if, if the dog prettier than the trophy wife, at least give them that credit. They got a good looking one. Give them that much credit, and nothing that. Yeah, well, if you want to give them credit for, you know, for being aesthetic. Let me let my, um, my coaches jump in on what you said, though, bro. Uh, let me let the coaches <laughs> jump right. in. I'm going to let Yossi jump in. So, um, hey, you say this. He, he got some people he follow, and um, all the lady had to bring to the table, table was the beauty. So, your thoughts, Yossi, and I'll let Vaughn jump on that as well. I will address the part about accountability. I think that there are a lot of people who pander. And a lot of people who uh, set people up with unrealistic expectations. I believe that Vaughn mm-hmm. is the one who said desires and standards don't match. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that, if I could say this humbly, this is one of the things that I get the most positive feedback from men. They say we don't often hear women telling other women what we believe is the truth. And I think that there are so many women out there, <clears throat> because the media sure, that the most important thing to do is be beautiful, and that is what gets the most public response. So mm-hmm. women see this is what is going to get me the fastest accolades, the same way with men. If I get wealthy and I pull up in a fancy car, I get the most immediate attention. The world thinks that attention is the same as love. So that is why the women do that. So a lot of these people talk about, honey, you are the table just by being beautiful, and he should be lucky to be in your presence. Uh, That's why that's there. Um, But I do believe that there needs to be accountability. And that's the number one thing that men say that is a turnoff to women. And that I'm going to shamelessly plug my book, First Date 101. That's the number one thing that they talk about is attitude. I don't care how beautiful you are. And, and, and supposedly how much fun we're going to have if you have a funky attitude, which is the attitude of entitlement, that is like leprosy, and men hate it. So not to go on a tangent, but I, I definitely think that there no, is you're uh, a lack of account. Okay, there's a lack of accountability when it comes to women, and unfortunately, the women are also not being served because they're being beautiful. They are pretty. And they're getting these first dates or these first conversations, and then they don't know why these guys are ghosting or not calling back or simply using them for booty calls. Vaughn, your thoughts? So I think that we need to be more responsible. Yeah, I I agree with what she said. Um, I have no problem whatsoever. I I think also, foundationally speaking, we just have some very unhealthy ideas about what it means to to, um, to relate to each other, men and women. And so okay. I think that just as much as there as is a a lack of accountability on the part on the on the part of women, there's also a lack of accountability on the part of 
men, and there there are a lot of men who who refuse simply to be held accountable just because they make enough money. Um, they make more money, and many men, many of us, if, when we make enough money, uh, it no longer qualifies or is classified as cheating. Now it's just we're exercising our options, right? And, and that's unrealistic in and of itself. There are a lot of men who think that just because they make a lot of money that that automatically qualifies us for some of the most beautiful women. And in reality, we're not showing up with an improved or an increased level of relatability to the woman. We're just showing up with enough trinkets that shine bright enough for many women to overlook some of those things that they wouldn't overlook if we were, if we didn't have as much to offer them, right? So <clears throat> there, is, there is a concept called complementarity. And it basically speaks to uh, two differently and uniquely qualified individuals um, showing up basically to make each other's life better. So in my marriage, for instance, there are things that my wife is absolutely excellent at, like spatial awareness. Let's just use that as an example. I can't stock our trunk or pack our trunk in our vehicle to save my life. You know, but she's like a world-famous Tetris player. She can make all this stuff fit better than I ever could. Now, there was a time where I would say, you know, I'm the man, I'm supposed to do this, right? That was my ego speaking. This is me in my early 20s. Uh, but the reality is there are just some things that she's simply better at than I am and vice versa. There are things that I'm better at. And so just when I say foundationally speaking, we don't, we're not taught these ideas that we're supposed to show up willing to make the other person's life better, whereas instead everybody's looking for what they can extract from the relationship. And I'll end there. No, I love it. Now, hey, that's the most important sense. That's the one of the most important senses I've heard since I've been on the show because it's something that has to deal with mutual reciprocation. If a person isn't willing to try to please their partner, then what the hell good is being in a relationship? You've got to be able to try to want to please him or her, and the other person has to want to try to please the, the other person as well. If you don't have that particular mindset, don't mess with a person who has it. Get out. Run. Because to have one person who's giving and the other person who's, who's only taking, not even receiving, but taking, you've got a very unhealthy relationship. And people have to learn how to, um, how to put aside their egos, their senses of entitlement, and learn how to give, not just to everybody that comes down the pike, but give to those that are trustworthy, give to those who want to give to you. And I think that relationships would be a lot better off. Hey, Joe, you've been a long-time listener of Joe from Montana, so thank you so much uh, for calling in. Once again, we are up against the break. But I think if nothing else, my, the relationship coaches I brought to the table proved to be better than the ones you was complaining about when you started this show, when you started this, <laughs> <laughs> this question. So thank you for the uh, three minutes, uh, Joe. Uh, we are up against the break. We'll be right back. If you want to be like Joe, and uh, I think I'm going to get um, – Josh back in as well, coming out of the break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. All right, this break is a little unique. I'm actually going to read something here um, because I wanted to share two thoughts because, you know, I only really have you for about five more minutes, so I'm going to let you come out of the break. Well, it's not really a break. It's going to be a cut, and you're going to respond first because I want to respect your time. I know you would, uh, you know, I definitely respect your time with your daughter and everything, so I'm going to basically read this, play a cut, Yancey will respond, and uh, we'll let her give out her public information because she's not going to be with us unless she decides to stay. That's on her. But I definitely uh, want to respect her I was going to say, if you, if you want 10 more minutes, I could stay. 
Okay, yeah. You just so yeah. What you'll do is, uh, after you play the cut and you respond, you just let me know live on the air. Montoya, I need to go. It's all. It's easy. It's no big deal. We do have a break after. You know, okay, and, perfect. And so maybe you can go to the next segment as well. All right. So let me share this thought. Thank you. And these are just some thoughts I want to get all of you, um, Jendai as well. Y'all thoughts. But we're gonna start with Yancey. So I want to share this quick thought. This is something that I read um, read on Facebook from this brother by the name of Mary Brown. I hope he's listening. Um, he just and it's some thoughts, and it'll, it's gonna make sense when I share this thought and when you hear this cut, because these these dialogues that always happen when it comes to relationships. And so I just want to get the get y'all perspective on both of these thoughts. So the first one is was on a young lady's panel on YouTube. All hell broke loose when I told the dudes, if a woman is more accomplished and competent than you, why should she listen to you? Niggas be thinking, I'm grandstanding on Facebook, but that's just reality. Brothers spend hours talking about the role of a woman, but when you tell them what about your role as provider and protector, it's excuses. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. Man up and handle your shit. You are not entitled to be a Entitled to a submissive woman That's earned Uh, Let me play this cut I'm doing this from both perspectives That's why it'll make sense once I play this cut Women, they're raised To to be a wife But why isn't a black woman raised that way? Most black women are raised to be independent Remember, remember, let's be real Most black women Are raised to be strong Mm -hmm. Tough, independent And don't take no shit If the daddy wasn't shit, I'll raise you alone by myself, be a strong black woman. So they come into the game with their guard up ready. Spanish girls is raised to serve. They be cooking for their father at a young age, washing the dishes, washing the table, mopping all Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, they're raised to serve. If one time I had, I swear to God, I'm at a girl's house having dinner. I got out with my own plate, put it in the garbage, put it in the sink, her mom spazzed on her. In Spanish, about da 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 Now, in the black woman's house, if I get up my own plate, she gonna say, "That's a damn good nigga. He got his own shit. I like him." Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with Jendaya's my special guest co-host, our special guest, Chasing Yancey, as well as Vaughn says. Yancey, if you will, Queen, your thoughts. I basically gave two separate dynamics that are always being discussed via relationships, which is kind of, in a sense, roles, is I think is what comes out of that, what comes to mind for me. Um, but your thoughts as you hear either cut or just start wherever you like. Oh, I'm long-winded, so I'm thinking, Lord, how do I sum this up quickly? Uh, no, you're fine, Queen. Thought. You let it all out. We got time. Oh, <laughs> thanks. So I'll start with the latter. Because uh, that's the freshest in my memory. Um, but I definitely do think that there is a cultural difference. Um, I don't say it from a place of blame. I just say it is what it is. It's like I'm looking out the window and looking at a tree. I don't have to judge it, but I can see that it's there. Uh, I definitely think that it was intentional, obviously. If we really want to go deep and unpack that, which we're probably not going to do on this show, but going back to the 70s and 80s, there was a strategic attempt to take the men out of the home. And there were so many things that were happening in our community that people have adapted. Now, the reason why I say no judgment is because it's not my place to judge. However, I can talk about how it's not serving us. So having that strong, independent woman might help this woman so that she 
uh, you know, isn't relying on a guy who isn't there, and now she's stuck on welfare somewhere and can't take care of herself, that serves her getting her to a place of adulthood. But when she gets to a point where she does find a man that is worthy, it is very difficult to unlearn that same behavior Mm -hmm. that served her up until that point. So I say that to say I lovingly look at these women because they are truly in a plight. They are really in a difficult situation, and I feel for them because they get attacked when they are in survival mode. We were not intended to be in survival mode. I'm very fascinated by neuroscience, and a lot of people who live lives that are stressed out, they said the reason why they're dying sooner is because they're causing their body and their immune system to function in fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. That was intended to be a very quick quick Mm -hmm. thing that our body goes through for our central nervous system in order to quickly escape danger, imminent danger, not danger that's three miles down the road or 10 miles and 10 years in the future. And so people are living in this heightened state of awareness so that they can survive, but they're surviving and they're not living like the live stream I did last week. So these poor women are in quite a dilemma. So salute to the women who are going through that. Um, said first he compared and contrasted uh, I don't remember who he said the other people were but he did say the black women um, and actually no the first one sorry, the first one was about submission I believe and 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 needing to be deserving of submission is that correct yep it was yeah he said it needs to be earned okay yeah. so mm-hmm. I do was said something and I was like oh that's profound so a lot of women were clapping back to the submission argument because they were saying, well, my man doesn't act right. That's why I don't submit. And my colleague said, <clears throat> why is he your man then? So I feel like the onus is on both parties. <laughs> leader will lead. Not a leader. Sis, why you man? I no, take on the role of a submissive when I go into the workplace. I submit myself under the authority of my supervisors. Does it mean they're better than me? Certainly not, if you've seen some of my supervisors. It just means that they are in a position of leadership, and I have voluntarily submitted myself under their authority for the purpose of organization so that we do not have chaos. There can only be one chief in the, in the tribe. There can only be one uh, chef in the kitchen. So, and sometimes when you go in a kitchen, there are people who are classically trained, but they're serving as sous chefs because there just can be one in charge. It's my job to research the company. It's my job to understand what they are projected to do in the next five to ten years. It's my job to look at their history. How have they treated people in the past? How many employees have filed sexual harassment complaints? How many people have said it's been an unsafe workplace? It's my job as the potential employee to do my due diligence to make sure that I'm going to be under the covering of someone that is suitable for me because I am investing my time, my energy, and possibly my life if I'm working in a dangerous environment. And it's my job. How am I going to be doing no research, putting myself in that position and crying about the fact that my boss can't lead me the way I need to go? It's a two-way thing. Men, you need to be qualified as leaders. Women, you need to do your due diligence. I uh, love the respect. I love the analogy. Uh, same thing for an, you know, an, uh, an employer using your analogy. 
you know, they have to select good employees, so they have to go through their diligence as well. Bun, your thoughts? We've got another caller as well, but I'm going to go to you and Jendaya before we get to you, caller, just so you know. All right, go ahead, Bun. Your thoughts about either of those cuts or anything that um, Yaki had to say? Yeah, I, I love that answer that she just gave. She, she's brilliant. I, I would love to work with her sometime after this. <laughs> um, I was thinking the same thing, King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, live you know, on think... air connections. We're known for this, just so y'all know. We are known for on yeah. air connections. Go ahead, okay. You know, I love the part that she, the the point that she made about being qualified as leaders. And, and if you just look at the average, look at the landscape of of our people and and the lack of leadership training. There's literally no leadership training taking place, and so for a male to show up to a relationship thinking that by by default he's the leader because he has a penis when there's been no leadership training whatsoever um that in and of itself is problematic um and and, I, and I'll even add this um I've been married now for 31 years and my wife and I speak thank you I appreciate that uh we have a very very high level of cooperation and my wife does more for me, probably more for me than most men who are looking for submission are getting in their relationship. But we don't talk about submission. Like, we've never really had a conversation about submission. But what we do discuss on a regular basis are things that allow us to uh, maintain a such a high level of harmony in our relationship that conversations about submission or you do what I say or I'm going to put my foot down, et cetera, et cetera. Like we, there's no need for conversations like that because the level of harmony is so high. And so I, I'm going to flip the narrative a bit and I'm going to say that I don't even think that the conversation of submission is even necessary in most instances because it's such an inflammatory topic. It's such uh-huh. a heated discussion. And, and, and the, the term submission in the Western sense particularly is rooted in such a is rooted in such violence and deprivation mm. and degradation and demeaning ideals that any woman, for the most part, when women hear that word, they're justified in saying, "I don't want to submit." It's it's a it's naturally come on, Byron, come on. because of the way that it's packaged. <laughs> so we don't even have that discussion because it's unnecessary. So I think the 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 more prevalent question should be, what does it take? What does harmony look like for me and you to coexist? What does it oh, look I like, like for us to have a high level of cooperation mm-hmm. in this relationship? And I, and I think if we begin having those discussions, then the idea of submission, it, 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 again, it, it's a dinosaur. It, it, it doesn't even need to be. I like that. Let me let Jindai get in here. She's been on. I've had her waiting for a long time. Queen, give us any, you know, wrap up anything you're hearing. Uh, we may, and uh, we'll get to the um, caller as well, and we'll make sure we let people know how to stay in contact with Yancey. As well, but go ahead and give us your thoughts, Queen, before we uh, give out Yancey's public information. Vaughn, them last couple of lines hated like right on the nail for me, because that's where I was going to come in at. I think uh, earlier you mentioned uh, that unhealthy, like we're moving in unhealthy ideas about relating to each other. And so understanding like what you just said when it comes to submission and the roots of that, like is like really important uh, for us. So going, going right into that quote, 
<clears throat> earlier where the brother was about, you know, he was saying how, uh, how how does a brother expect for a woman to, you know, to follow his lead. When it comes to leadership and relationships, that pendulum swings both ways. It's, it's about balance and harmony in relationships. There are going to be some things that she's going to be better at than he is and vice versa. So the roles of leadership and even submission, those, those are interchangeable uh, in relationships. And me personally, listening to both quotes on that end, we spend too much time going back and forth about what the other one isn't getting right, and it takes away from the ultimate goal. And that's what, as, as Vaughn uh, left off with, uh, understanding, like, what it takes for the harmony for us to coexist. The one thing in our in our marriage, in my marriage with my husband, is, like, when things are, like, out of whack, like, that's, that's what we come to. Like, that becomes, like, our foundation is go back into, okay, now we know what the problem is. What is it going to take to restore the balance in the relationship? Okay, we've got it out. We understand who did what, what we didn't like, how this made you feel. And then now let's move forward into restoring the harmony. What happens is we get caught up in the pain, and it takes us longer to get back to that, to that harmony uh, and the balance. And so when I hear, like, those clips you just played, for me, it goes right into spending too much time in the hurt. (laughs) You know, talking about what it is that you desire. Yeah, let's steal that. Spending too much time in the hurt. That's the one. Y'all take that and use that in y'all in y'all practices, uh, Vaughn and Yancey. But Yancey, um, again, thank you for the extra time, Queen. If you will, um, now, you know, Vaughn just found out why you are my favorite one, favorite coach in the space. Again, like as you said, uh, you're masquerading. You're masquerading as a relationship coach because at the end of the day, it's about self-love and people understanding themselves and showing up to be a better them so that they can find what they're looking for. But if you will, Queen, let people know how they can stay in contact um, and watch your show because I love watching it. Um, yeah, give them all your information before we let you go, Queen. Thank you so much. And I've, I've been texting my daughter because when he's talking about Saturday is her time. But she, she gave me the green light if I want to continue. So it's a, um, oh, so people can you. find I'm me every – go unless you got to go. That's all I – that's all the reason we talk about that. <laughs> so with that said – Everybody be quiet. We've got to go to commercial. Yancey with us for at least one more segment, and we'll get to the caller coming out of the um, break. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales. His no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Are you intimidated by money? Well, this is a question most people never think to ask themselves. But when forced to think about it, many people realize they have unrecognized fears that truly affect how they deal with money. If you want to learn more about money and the fears that keep you from prosperity, join us for Making Money Matter Monday, where money meets mental health with personal finance coach Ashley Thomas and psychotherapist Dr. Katrina Pitt. Every second Monday of the month, find out if you're intimidated by money and what to do about it. To receive a link to this free Zoom event, please DM the Making Money Matter or the Mental Dialogue Instagram pages or contact 
No, they're not trying to be anywhere other than a partner. The word submission is a curse word. The the, the word it's all these newfangled things. Um, the women who tend to be making more than the average woman who actually thinks being with a man um, limits her versus uh, frees her up. I'm like, all right. And the net net of it, I ask all women, even your even women who say don't like me. Are they coming into interactions with men in good faith? Or are they already coming in thinking that something's going to go wrong? Or are they coming in with fear and scarcity and lack in their mentality? Is there any hope when you deal with a man? Or is it always, I want a man who's this, 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 this whole laundry list of stuff to where he's having to deal with issues, traumas, things that you've not resolved in your past, and you take that to the next man, and you say, all right, then what is he going to get in exchange for that? Me? See, I just think that everything he just said is applicable to both. Yeah, it is. I agree. It is. That, that, that's I agree with I'm, that. I'm totally it, it with him. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Jendaya. Our special guest is Casey Yancey and Vaughn Sands, both relationship coaches. We just hear a cut from the Joe Button podcast with um, Kevin Samuel speaking his mind, and I think the most telling part of that cut was the end when Joe Budden says, "I think it applies to both," which I think, which I think I'm hearing consistently as I listen to both of you. At the end of the day, uh, you're hearing a perspective where we're, in a sense, always putting it on the other, if you will, but in reality, uh, whatever we're putting on the other often applies to us within our own gender, if you will, because these dialogues seem to take space in, in inside of the quote unquote gender war. And I'll we'll get a little more into that later. Um uh, but let me get you before we go to the caller, um um and Vaughn, let me hear y'all thoughts on uh, what you just heard and you know, obviously highlighting Kevin Simmons, which is you know, that name itself can be triggering. Um but at the end of the day I like like I said, what Joe Buttonham said at the end of the day, even that perspective that he was given, he goes, well, I think that applies to both. So, um, Yancey, I'll start with you um, real quick, Queen. Okay, perfect. And I talked to my boss during the break, so she said I can go to the top of the hour. So. All right, sounds good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to go spiritual in this response uh, because I, I don't know any other way to, to look at things. If you look at the ultimate example uh, for those who have faith, you have Christ and you have the church, and Christ would be the role of the man, the church would be the role of the woman. And one of the things that is difficult for a lot of women, even if this man has shown that he has leadership skills, if she does not sense love, nothing else matters. Paul says, if I have this and I have this and I have this and I have this and I have this, but I don't have love, all of the other stuff doesn't matter. It goes out the window. People say it doesn't matter what you know. It's how they make you feel. I could go on and on and on with truths that have been proven over time. Love is the most important thing, and that's why in the very few scriptures that address husbands and wives, it says, husbands, love your wives. When a woman feels loved, she naturally submits. It's almost like if you think about when someone stands up really erect and you 
you pop them with your knee in the back, how their knee just buckles. Mm-hmm. Love kind of does that. Naturally <laughs> submit when you feel love. And the man doesn't have to say, just like Vaughn said, he doesn't have to say, wife, get in the car, pack these suitcases in the trunk. He's not going to do that because he has created a loving space, and the wife feels like it's her honor to do this. Oh, I know how to do this. I can serve my husband by doing this. And in serving my husband, you're serving the whole marriage, which everyone benefits. The problem that I have today is that so many men feel that they have the qualifications on paper, but their spirit is garbage. Their spirit is so unloving, and they come across as dismissive. They come across as chauvinistic. They come across as ungrateful. They are belittling. They are minimizing her to a sexual object. You know, they're seeing her as a trophy wife as opposed to an actual person with feelings and a spirit. That's, to me, the deeper issue, and that's why I say it's a spirit thing underneath the surface stuff. When I feel like you would love me to the point that you would give your life for me, because the Bible says no greater love has a man than this, and he would lay down his life. If I feel that my man would die for me, heck, do I care about making his plate? That is the least that I can do. And it's not because he's requiring it. It's because I'm going to be searching for ways that I can serve my man because I feel compelled to somehow, in some capacity, give an inkling of that love back to him that I've been giving. Yeah, it sounds Uh, like what you're saying. Go ahead, Vidal, please. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, so so – I haven't, uh, and so the question that I have for you <clears throat> in retrospect, because I'm hearing like what you're saying about the issues, like for women is if like she doesn't sense the love, nothing else matters. And if the love is there, then she's willing to be, you know, submissive. She's going to, you know, naturally respond that way. What is the issue for men? Like, what is that? Cause what I hear for the women is the feeling. What is it for men, you know, that would, I'm glad you asked. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, oh, yeah. I'm glad. You, you hear what I'm yeah. saying? What oh, is I that do. advice? I think you, if I did leave that off, their knees buckle is respect. Oh, my God. When a man feels like this woman respects him, his little toes curl, if he had long hair, he'd be flapping back. Men <laughs> love respect. And I'll give you a quick example, because people think of respect like, yes, sir, yes, daddy. Uh, Like, no, they don't want this patronizing, okay, boss, okay, chief. No, it looks like this. He speaks. He actually gives the wrong information, right, in front of a group of people. Yeah, our our date's going to be this, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. He pulls him to the side, not publicly, and says, baby, it's actually on the 12th. And then he gets to bring it up in the conversation after comes around. Oh, you know what? Actually, guys, it's uh, it's, and he might even say it. Oh, my wife reminded me. It's actually the 12th. The opposite of that would be, no, man, your memory sucks. Yeah, it's the 12th. These little, little things. And I gave intentionally an insignificant example. But there are little things that women do to undermine the man, jokes about his size, jokes about his intelligence, Jokes, if this was on video, you would see have air quotation marks with all these jokes. These men are being emasculated. They are being belittled, and they go out into the world every day, and they're being put down. Don't 
add the black component to it, but men are being attacked every single day. They're struggling. And so when they come home, proverbially speaking, when they're with that woman, they want to feel like they are a king. They want to feel like their chest can be puffed out and not a bravado. Like I said, it's not a patronizing thing like, oh, there, there, you little king. No. She literally is like, that's my man. This dude goes out and puts himself out there every day to provide so that we can have what we need. Yeah, I have my job, but that's because it's fun and it's my hobby. But he's got this. If something were to go down in the middle of the night, my man's got this. So she would be horrified at the idea of her man not receiving the most honor possible. And she wants to do everything that she can to make him look good. She's going to grab that lint from off of his jacket before that interview. She's going to make sure his hair looks good. She's going to make sure that he's respected and people put respect in his name. She's going to do those things that make her man feel like the man. And if you think about it, that relationship model is a mom to her son. Oh, there's nuts. Oh, don't don't mess with the mama and her baby boy. It's to the point where sometimes it can become toxic, okay? <laughs> she respects and reverences that king, and you can't tell her nothing. That is a man's dream. I'll keep it PG. That is a man's dream. If I Correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not a dude. I just listen to men. So but that is a man's dream to have. Because I want to take care of your time. But I got to let Vaughn, with 31 years of experience, give a one-minute answer. Then we're going to turn around and let people get your public info. And then um, the two callers that I see will get to y'all coming out of this top of the hour break. But Vaughn, if you could give us a one-minute response to what she just broke down as a woman, how we feel, and that respect is the thing that buckles our knee. I like that um, that, that analogy. Um, but your thoughts. Give us one minute, one minute, brother. We'll, we'll let you get more thoughts out of the break as well. Vaughn, did we lose you? We may have lost Vaughn now. He may have muted himself. No. Okay, we lost him. Yeah, we lost him for a second. All right. Uh, okay, he's back. Let me get him back real quick. All right, Vaughn, do it in one minute because I got to make sure I take care of her public information before she goes. Yeah, I, I think uh, she hit the nail on the head. I think respect is, is very important. Now, here's the, here's the one thing that a lot of us don't realize when it comes to that. I think love is enough, but only in the sense that love is not just a feeling. Love is also about what you're willing to do, the sacrifices that you're willing mm-hmm. to make, how you're willing to show up, despite how you might feel. Mm-hmm. That's the culmination of what love is, right? Oh, and so um, mm-hmm. th- there, there is a whole struggle around the idea of being black. So blackness in and of itself is a struggle. So mm-hmm. it's imperative and incumbent upon the man to understand that not only are we going through a struggle, but our female, our feminine counterpart is also going going through a struggle because mm-hmm. society has been telling her she's ugly since she was five years old, right? And so for her to show up feeling beautiful and being inspirational, um, that sometimes is a challenge. And so we got to have some passion for that. And then I'll add – and I'm speeding through, so I'm trying to respect the time. But then I, I, I'll add this one thing. My wife sends me text messages sometimes while I'm live on air to, to give me little reminders. Oh, babe, don't tell them this part. Tell them that part. So she's constantly feeding into trying to make me show up and look as good as I possibly can look and sound as good as I can possibly look while I'm live on air. So mm-hmm. here's, here's where I'm going with that. In order for your woman to show up in that respectful way, in that shiny way, and in that glowing way, there's some things that you got to do. You got to continue to also pour into her so that she feels good about the relationship that she's in. 
it's not just a one thing, you know, she just shows up and she organically does these things. If your woman doesn't also feel good about the arrangement, you don't get those things, those that respect mm-hmm. that, um, and, and so on. So yeah, I, I'll pause there because I know you got to. No, it makes sense. Time. All right, Yancy, thank you for the extra time. T- tell your boss we appreciate uh, her leading me <laughs> on today's show. So if you will, Queen, uh, let them know how they can stay in contact with you um, before we let you go. And we may have um, um, Jadari. I think we got your queen, uh, your sister coming on as well, Jasmine Taylor. But go ahead, Queen, let them know how they can stay in contact before we go to break. Thank you. And I will say this. Thank you so much for having me on, Montoya. You've always been patient with me as I'm working and doing my stuff. So Thank you. Shout out to my little girl who shared her Saturday. Uh, Mom is always working, so thanks to her. Vaughn, you were amazing. I will definitely be reaching out. And uh, Jendaya, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, thank you for uh, for your part as well. Uh, Everyone can reach. If you just remember Chasing Auntie, you'll find me everywhere. So ChasingAuntie.com, Instagram, Chasing Auntie, YouTube, Chasing Auntie, Facebook, Chasing Auntie, TikTok, Chasing Auntie, Twitter. It's not really worth your time, but still Chasing Auntie. Uh, thank you guys so much, and I pray that everybody listening to this show listens to your spirit, and if it feels empty, the only place you can get full is through God's love, and then man gets the extra and gives you of his extra. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Have a beautiful day. Uh, thank you, Queen. Yep, I missed one of the callers, so I do apologize. Josh, we're coming to you out of break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Are you intimidated by money? Why this? Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most It's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of intelligent radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. This was very interesting to me. You said, I don't need a man. What's wrong with needing a man? 
I think it was the way I was raised. I was raised to be strong and independent and self-sufficient. And I was told that that's the kind of woman that men want. Anything that keeps you self-sufficient and self-reliant is going to move you away from your desire to be partnered. So if you're saying I'm self-sufficient and I'm self-reliant and I don't need a man, that is incongruent with I want a partner. Now take your finger, this thing right here, and say F7, delete. <laughs> delete. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. All I ask is that you think. I'm your, co- I'm your host, Montoya Smith. Special guest co-host, Jendaya. Our special guest, Vaughn Says, relationship coach. We're also pulling up Miss Jasmine Taylor as a special guest as we hear a cut from Ayala and Yala, I don't know how to say her name, so help me out with that. Um, Jadah, how say how is it? How you say Yala, that's correct. Yala. Yala, okay. Uh, Van Zandt. Yala Van Zandt. Yep, cool, cool. So we just hear a quick clap from her talking about, if you will, the independent um, woman mindset as she tells that that sister to delete it. And as I was promoting it this week, I like. Some people was like, well, Yana, she's not a relationship coach, and absolutely understand and respect that, but she's definitely in the space. And that was just a small example of, in a sense, her work, if you will. Um, the thing that I wanted to highlight, which has been a running theme throughout this conversation, um, as we say that, I was, in a, I was in a dialogue just a couple of weeks ago with uh, another one of the Queens of Intellect um, on an IG Live, and I broke this down, and I want to hear all of your thoughts, um, including our um New special guest, um, Jasmine, we'll let you introduce yourself as well. Um, matter of fact, let me do that. Let me introduce our new special guest because I know she's only with us for a part, period of time, and I want to kind of lay out my thoughts about the um, Anyella, um cut. So um, if you will, Jasmine, if you will, thank you, Jasmine Taylor, for being with us uh, on short notice. If you will, say hello to the truth seekers out there listening. Give a quick um, background, and we'll keep this conversation going. Go ahead, Queen. Thank you for being with us. Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, you're coming. We can hear you. Good morning. Awesome. Good morning. I'm Jasmine Taylor, founder of Mocha Marriage. We're a nonprofit based out of L.A., California that does relationship education, um, workshops, seminars, and uh, communication and intimacy being the two areas where we focus on the most, but really just equipping couples to have the tools they need to build the marriages of their dreams and not raise kids who have to recover from their childhood. But that's another topic for another day. Sounds like um, Jendaya pulled you up. You know, I, I definitely count on the community club. We always have people who have been vetted and show up well to help our people um, get better at what they do. So I'm glad to have you on, Queen. Um, this morning's discussion question, why are there so damn many relationship coaches? Again, back to the young yellow Benzant cut. Uh, not to make it again about the independent woman thing, I wanted to highlight this. So I was on this dialogue again with another queen of intellect on the, on the IG Live, and something I said on that show was, in a culture in which our sisters are raised, as we heard in that cut, to a degree, not all, but to a degree, a lot of our sisters are raised to be independent, and we've highlighted some of that in the first hour. Um, what I said to the, the sister on the IG Live, I says, here's, I said, here's the status thing about that. I says. For, to a degree, our society expects us as men, in a sense, to be able to make it on our own. Um, there's obviously, you know, with the th- with things that have happened in our community, um, as Vaughn has highlighted, uh, we're not necessarily learning our le- our leadership role, if you will, because again, um, manhood is not, as I always say, manhood 
is not automatic. It's, it's taught. You know what I mean? And so anyway, I say that to say that in the expectation for young boys to grow up and, in a sense, make it on their own, the one thing that we understand if we're successful at even just being able to, in a sense, take care of ourselves, but the one thing that we understand and make it on our own is we never lose sight of the need or want for a woman. Like, that's not part of our consideration. And the reason I was pointing it out to the queen was to highlight that in our sisters growing up to be independent, there's this association of not needing a man. And men who, again, are expected to make it on their own, we never associate that we don't need you. And so I just wanted to kind of throw that out as something to think about in, you know, in this conversation. Um, Jazz, we'll actually start with you as our new special guest. Just your thoughts about that in reference to this morning's discussion. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a really complex conversation um, that I think is definitely most much needed dialogue in our community. Um, But I think it all goes to, you know, the systemic breakdown of the black family and people essentially assimilating and going, you know, creating um, survival mode, right? If, um, if black men are, are incarcerated at, at higher rates than others, if 72% of African-American children are being raised in single-family um, homes and the black woman is the one that is home doing that raising and you have to survive, then you have to get your mind right. And not saying that the the mentality is correct. I'm just saying, you know, you can see where it came from. You can see why it had to be, it it was adapted. Um, And I think the the question of the show today about why are there so many relationship coaches ties directly into that because we need help in our relationships. (laughs) So, the coaches mm-hmm. are there. The people are there providing the, inf- the information because they know that there's a lot of people out there asking the questions. Now, um, the quality, the validity, the you know, the information they're sharing, that's a whole other conversation. But I think you can see why um, people will fill the space because, you know, there's a lot of women out there. Look at Derek Jackson <laughs> who want, want help with this problem and want, want information and want to know, you know, how, how to do it, how to make it work. Um, and they're yearning for the information. So I think that's part of what creates this space we have today. No, absolutely. Fast thought. Bon, you know, what are your thoughts in, like I said, we definitely understand that survival mode and how it came to be. Um, what are your thoughts when I was, again, sharing to that young lady to simply say the one thing that in us as men getting on our own, we're not, it doesn't also include that we don't need our women. Because ultimately, I think to a degree, we absolutely understand that we need our women, and in a sense, that survival mode for the ladies is there's a badge of honor of not needing us. And I'm just kind of highlighting, if even if having to do it, even in survival, let's take the message of not needing the other, because at the end of the day, we need each other. Your thoughts, King? And then no. I'm yeah, we, we absolutely need each other, but I don't think we do a good enough job at communicating just how necessary each one of us mm-hmm. is to the other. And so one of the things that when I was growing up, and even now to a large, even maybe to a greater degree now, is that we, we don't have a problem communicating a some level of desirability. You know, we want to have sex with our women, but rarely, I, I don't recall 
outside of a few exceptions, there being an over an overarching theme of how necessary the black woman is to my life. And, and we don't promote these ideas in a way that makes the black woman feel like a necessary component to the man's life. So in, in many regards, we have these relationships out here, and, and we're just – you know, we're trying to find somebody that maybe we can have a good time with, and we're hoping that maybe there's some longevity that comes out of that. But far too often we're, we're failing in these endeavors. And so I would go so far as to say when, we, when, when you find black women at these places where they say, I don't need a man or I got to take care of myself, et cetera, et cetera, these are coping mechanisms. These are defense mechanisms yes. because ultimately they don't, because they don't feel like uh, that this, complimentary relationship with a black man is even attainable. And, and even to the point where so many, the, the, the success rate is so low that not only is it unattainable in many instances, but it's also undesirable because, uh, because of such a high level of failure or high rates of failure. So it, it's a really confusing dynamic. And, and many of us, it, we're trying our best to work through it, and, and, um, and but, but we're just not doing very well because we don't have the tools. And, and this is what I appreciate about this platform oh. and, and even the guests that you've had on here because uh, so many of us are, are working to, to undermine this effort that has been set forth to undermine us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope that answers the question. No, it absolutely does. I love it. I love that you highlight because it's always made me, it reminded me, as even when I'm sitting here saying, that to a degree, um, men in their mind understand they need women. I like how you corrected it because I also say uh, as a product of the hip-hop generation, uh, which I love hip-hop, and this is not uh, – and i just like to highlight um, coming up in the generation where our entertainment, unfortunately, we are the first young boys who to a degree – uh, became the fatherless generation, meaning that there were, in a sense, more of us being born outside of the union of marriage, if you will, than, than inside of it. That is our generation, and it also included entertainment that did say, we don't love these hoes. And so um, so mm-hmm. pointing out that, just to point this out, is not only did we not see the example, but the power of our entertainment included messaging that has been so absolutely incorrect and detrimental to our community from the concept of now not only do you, in a sense, have to mature into men sometimes without an example, but I am also a product of having to overcome daily messaging. And so our men now, I'm included, we live out extended adolescence. Because it's included a message of, okay, I was could exploit you for a number of years, but naturally, eventually, I do want a woman by my side. I do want to raise a family. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm kind of using myself as an example, but this is just culturally yeah. what's happened for our generation. So because it is natural to desire that and do that, but one, I haven't seen how to do it, and now I got to separate how I used to treat women or how I treat this particular woman. So I, I just, I love what you said, Vaughn, because it's highlighting what you're talking about. So we're all, so, and as, as Jasmine said, it speaks to the need for why there are, if you will, so damn many relationship coaches. So I've talked us up to the next break. There's going to be a cut here that I think can take us in a lot of directions for all the callers out there. 
you do have to press one if you want to get in. I see a lot of callers out there, but you do have to press one. I'm sorry I haven't been taking care of you. I got so much good information from these experts. I want to get it out because I know our community needs to hear it. So I will get to the callers in this next segment. If y'all press one, um, I will get you in. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. For all the success stories that we see in traders, there are countless others, thousands, even millions of others, of unsuccessful people who were wiped out. Again, that money had to come from somewhere. These are the first questions that keep you in the game because, again, what trading is not, is not a game. Trading is a practice, is art and science in a way that if you do it correctly, you can make money. This course is designed to help you as a trader, as a young, burgeoning trader, or if you've had some experience and maybe some difficulties in trading, to understand the elements that are involved in what makes trading as hard and competitive and hopefully see some of the success that you probably thought that you would have in the first place. Just highlighting a phenomenal black woman. And to so many of y'all, I salute y'all, you know, kisses, love to all our sisters out there. Because believe it or not, despite uh, the, the, the quote-unquote gender war that I keep mentioning and talking about, um, they, they just loud because they hurt. The majority of us are not at each other's throat, despite what it seems like, despite what social media shows you. Social media is an easy place if you're disgruntled and don't have a lot going on in your life. Easy to, to to link up with with, with other people who are just 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 as disgruntled and, and and some people have been scarred you know by real damage, real damage. So so it's not to belittle someone who has been scarred, but the understanding that that while it may not be your fault, your your it is your responsibility to to heal from that damage. And that's your own responsibility, and in doing so. If you're able to heal, you can see the world very differently, and there's no blanket black women do this, no blanket black men do this. Nothing, 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 we cannot put these blankets on our community unfairly uh, in a way that continues to deter us moving forward in a way that's healthy to repair, because there is some repair that needs to be done. Like, let's not, let's not, I'm not losing sight of that. And, and, and as I said on the show in the second hour, uh, my brother Cecilia came on the show with us and just talked about how, the, in the sense, the gender war is growing. It's, it's, it's not as many people as some people may think. It's not as many people in it as you may think. There are more of us that do come together than we realize because, again, those who are hurt are the loudest. And so because they're loud, they seem bigger than they are. But it is growing. And if it continues to grow, there's a chance to turn around some of the things we would like to see different in our community um, are going to be harder to do as we allow more people to get sucked into negative narratives about one another. And so, again, I just highly tell love to recommend the show and, and, and because of the things that we've talked about, it's an opportunity to change the dynamic of continuing down the negative narrative. I, I feel like one of 
uh, role, you know, uh, I'll say my role in the media with the platform of Mr. Dialogue, the show, and the, and the club, one of the roles of the media is not to call editors to talk about those different layers, is we got to be able to talk to our community because we understand, uh, know for a fact, mainstream media is going to keep showing us the dysfunctional in, in ways that we hate the guest world. So, you know, so I, there's a responsibility for those of us, in my opinion, that are in black media, if you will, we are, it's our responsibility to bring balance and bring those other stories that show us in, you know, in, in, in our true light as well. Mainstream me. Welcome back to the Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Jendaya. I do too many videos from my car, so I hope y'all were able to hear a lot of what was said there. This morning's discussion question, why are there so damn many relationship coaches? Our special guest, as Vaughn says, as well as Jasmine Taylor is on the line with us as well. I haven't been taking care of the callers, so we're going to go directly to some of the callers right now. Area code 678, last three, zero, I'm sorry, last three, 306. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good day. This is Kenneth. I'm calling from Atlanta. And as a relationship coach, I would like to answer that question because people have a lot of relationship problems. And, you know, if your relationship isn't right, I don't care what else is right, you're going to not feeling healthy and feeling strong and feeling happy. And, you know, this sister such a very good thing when she said uh, she mentioned that it's a you know this is a complex conversation and she's absolutely right a lot of us are in survival mode and I agree with that as well but you know when you hear a woman say not needing a man's speech when she says she's you know not needing a man is a lot of time it's a woman crying in pain she has been hurt and she just don't want she's afraid of being hurt again and you know, being when you touch somebody's heart and they they're hurting, you know, it's a hard thing for them to go on and carry out their daily duties of taking care of themselves and if they have a family, uh, and you know, go to work and things like that. It's it's a, it's a, it's hard. No, absolutely. Um, Jasmine, your thoughts? Um, the King just pointed big up some of the things you had to say. So go ahead, Queen. Any thoughts to what um. Our, our caller Tennyson is 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 bringing us this morning with his three cents. Yeah, the, I mean, I think he he really kind of did all exactly what I was saying um, in terms of <clears throat> there's a lot of relationship problems out there, and that's one of the things I talk about a lot. Um, in that, you know, there wasn't an example for me growing up uh, of a healthy relationship. There wasn't that example for my husband. Um, his parents had divorced as well. My parents never got married. Um, and then when it was time for us to get married, the only place to go to get that relationship education was the church. And that was really more from a spiritual standpoint and not from a, you know, kind of relationship psychology um, standpoint. And one of the things he also said was that people are hurting. And so oftentimes that the information that's needed is even beyond just how to be in a healthy relationship, but how to heal from your own past traumas and, and experiences. So the the one of the things that, you know, kind of always sparks for me is where do people go in society when they need, you know, help with relationships? 
and um, what kind of information is available uh, to them. And that's a very limited scope or, or place. There is no one place in society anywhere in any country that is the place to go when you want to get relationship education. If you need a college degree, we know where to go. If you um, want to learn a trade, we know where to go. Uh, but if you need relationship education, there is no one place that people know where to go. And, in fact, it's harder to get a fishing license than it is to get a marriage license. you got to go through more training for that <laughs> than you do to get married. So where do we go for this information and help is what kind of sparks for me um, listening to that gentleman talk. Absolutely. One thing, I have um, a quick question. Go ahead, Tennessee. Well, the quick question is for the panel. Uh, do you think it should be mandatory? And I was just joking when I said my relationship coach. I'm not. But do you think it, it should be mandatory for everyone before he or she goes through that process of marriage? That it's, they ha the, you know, the couple has to go through uh, some form of relationship class. I'll let you answer real quick. I just want to highlight this. Tennis is one of our members. Uh, this is just to highlight this very briefly. Um, something that we encourage as part of the Mental Dialogue Community Club is pre-marital counseling via a psychologist. Um, no, nothing to take nothing away from spiritual counseling that people will get prior to their marriage, but we highly encourage that people take those steps with a professional in addition to their spiritual or, you know, if, if that's part of what they do. Go ahead, Vaughn. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I, I think that's, uh, that's wonderful what you just said, too. Um, I, so many of us are in need of, of therapy and, and professional counseling that um, that alone, I mean, you could, the, your soul may could show up to your, to your door. Uh, but because of the lack of mental health or the poor mental and emotional health that many of us have, uh, you run your own soulmate away because you're not prepared to show up to the relationship and perform in ways, and, and equally mm. important as performing, re receive in, in the way that the other person is willing to offer. Um, the caller made an interesting point about uh, how much of our emotional health and happiness can be attributed um, to how well we're doing in our intimate relationships. It, there was a study done that suggested that as much as 95% of our overall happiness can be attributed to how well we're doing in our intimate relationships. And so with that, um, in conjunction with the counseling, I think it's, it's a, a crime against humanity that they allow us to graduate high school having no type of relationship training. Because, I mean, man, what else is going to be responsible for that level of our mm -hmm. overall emotional health and well-being mm -hmm. than, than relationships? So the fact that we graduate having no clue or, or most of us graduate having no clue, having no training, really no real introduction from a formal standpoint. Not even the churches offer that. They read the Bible, but they don't really offer us any real tangible ideals and, and steps on how to bring some resolution to what it looks like to coexist harmoniously in a relationship with a male and female. So it, it's a culmination of, of problems, and, and I, I think ultimately it's almost like sabotage in, in the sense that Nobody's teaching us these things, and we're having to learn on our own some of these very basic ideas. Now, strong thoughts, Jendaya, uh, with you know, black, grown, and marriage. I'm assuming that's some of what y'all are looking, attempting to do to to answer some of um, Tennyson's question. Because um, yeah, I can't agree more 
especially as the whole society is headed in the direction of, in a sense, less marriages. You know, if we're about half the country has been getting married for the last 20 years, so that hasn't necessarily decreased, but we have seen the, the increase of, if, if you will, and not saying that this is how, um, that, you know, of children being born, in a sense, without, I'll just, I'll just simply say it as intact families, you know, that's as high as about 40% right now. Um, but, Jadiah, your, your, your thoughts to uh, Tennis's question. Indeed, indeed. I think, um, I mean, I agree with most of everything that's, that's being said this morning. It's going down this morning, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, I think, like, indeed, most of us are, you know, coming into our relationships uh, without the examples. You know, uh, some of us are really creating it where, where, you know, where we can, we're creating it as we go, which is why relationship coaches and therapists and things like that are so important. When it came to BGM, the Black Grown and Married group, that was the point of it. It was to address the fight or flight, you know, try to get us up out of the fight or flight and the, the survival mode, you know, to get back to the love, okay? So it was designed to promote, like, those healthy healthy uh, marriages to develop strong communities because that's, that's, like, our mission, and that's what it is by being the example, like, showing up in the world. We were blessed to show up uh, uh, in a community during, during grad school where we were, like, the student student and teacher simultaneously because you will never know everything, okay? <laughs> it's always mm-hmm. something. It is a learning experience the entire lifetime, you know, that entire lifetime. That's why I, I love people like the work that Vaughn is doing. Jazz is like my girl, okay, like doing the facilitator training. Like we still do this kind of stuff. We've been married 20 years. We still, you know, have a, a family therapist. We still work with groups and uh, organizations that are promoting healthy marriages for us, for black people. Black relationships are the most powerful yet most underrepresented uh, uh couples uh, 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 to this day and time, you know, when it comes to our relationships, because we're receiving that imbalance in the media, you're receiving the loudest coming from the most hurt. And a lot of times when you hear that on repetition, it's coming back to the notion that you keep attracting shared trauma because you have not dealt with your trauma. You know, (laughs) so I think it is our responsibility, uh, whether you're in the lane of relationship coaching or just simply as as an individual, to to begin to redirect those images. Stop sharing it like that. You know what I'm saying? Stop getting stuck in that. Stop promoting it to to such a degree that that's all we see and begin to promote, like, the work that people are out here doing. You know, we still married. We still getting married. We're still staying married. You understand the power in that? You know, no, I love it. And so that's not what is being heard. That's not what's being seen. No, let me jump to Jazz because I think she, uh, Jazz, and oh, you need to. I want to make sure I take care, respect your time too. You need to go now, is because I want to make sure I want to ask you a question and let you close out if you do. Yeah, yeah, I have time for another question. Okay, okay. Well, not so much another question. I just want to say, do you need to go? I want to make sure you do. You need to go because I'm at I'm at a break, so I'm just trying to check. Do you need to leave? Because I want to. No, I'm good. Oh, yeah, I'm asking Jasmine. Okay, uh, you, okay, you can stay. Okay, you can stay. Okay, I was thinking you only had thirty minutes. I wanted to yeah, make sure. Good. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, matter of fact, let me just go to this break so I can make sure I take care of my sponsor. Great question, Tennyson. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna ask an extension of what you gave us uh, with your three cents, and then we'll get to zero four eight coming out of the break. Thank you for your three cents this morning, Tennyson. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on. 
Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases. And for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Are you intimidated by money? Well, this is a question most people never think to ask themselves. But when forced to think about it, many people realize they have unrecognized fears that truly affect how they deal with money. If you want to learn more about money and the fears that keep you from prosperity, join us for Making Money Matter Monday, where money meets mental health with personal finance coach Ashley Thomas and psychotherapist Dr. Katrina Pitts. Every second Monday of the month, find out if you're intimidated by money and what to do about it. To receive a link to this free Zoom event, Please DM the Making Money Matter or the Mental Dialogue Instagram pages or contact 404-604-9477. Why do you, not you, but you, the bigger you, have such pseudo-masculine expectations of black men? And that involves, like, the whole big dick, six figures, six foot. Uh, so, some women are like, he got to run a four or five even. Like, they're specific to how fast they can run. Um, thug slash intellectual slash eclectic slash this slash that. Like, why do y'all think it's okay <laughs> to project those expectations on us? I think it's the same reason why men project the expectation of BBL, red bones, long hair don't care, zero kids, her own business, Instagram model. I think there's a correlation there. You want the best of this, or I can't want the best of the best. I think we both have unrealistic expectations for each other. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with Jen Dyer from Black, Grown, and Marriage. She's my special guest co-host. This morning's discussion question, why are there so damn many relationship coaches? A special guest on the line with us now is Vaughn Says, as well as Jasmine Taylor. Uh, we got a caller, so we're going to go to the caller before we address clearly the unrealistic expectations, which plays a huge role in some of the dilemmas that we're discussing this morning. But let me take care of the callers. If you're on the line and want to get in, you do have to press 1. Area code 414-3048. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Hello. Hello. Hey, Ma. Yeah. Let me in at y'all. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm a divorcee, so 
I'm enjoying the show. Just letting you know I'm checking in. I'm listening to you. Watch what you say, Black Socrates. <laughs> I, I, I can't cuss no more for the rest of the show, y'all. Sorry, my mama on here checking me. Checking me. I'm done cussing, Paul. Damn it. No, okay. Me... <laughs> I'm out. Yes, I'm... All right, Ma. Thanks for the check-in. That's nah, all good. Hey, that's how we do. This is a family show. This is a community show. Every Saturday is how we doing. We got another caller. Let's get to the next caller as well. Area code six six one last three three six two. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Uh, hi, um, my name is Ty. I'm from California, and I'm a oh, bit nervous. Oh, Ty calls in. Oh, I'm sorry for. Hi. I probably shouldn't embarrass you because you said you're scared to call in. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit nervous, um, but I hope you guys work with me. No, we will um, work with you. I'm so glad you called in. Thank you so much, Queen. I literally was going to play your message for the next break, but now that we have you live in 3D, we'll just let you take it away. Thank you for calling in, Queen. Okay, thank you. Um, is it okay if I kind of go back to the whole interme- uh, uh, the independent woman um, conversation? This is yes. your show. This is your show. This okay, is our no, show. No, no, not my show. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, so kind of just kind of to speak on what Ayala said about the whole independent woman, um, and I think that you mentioned a bit of how uh, for like a lot of men growing up in households, how they don't have that father figure. And so um, I forgot the wording you said, but you pretty much said um, that that it's just not like innate, but you have to be shown that. And I, I agree, manhood does have to be shown, but I think that sometimes people also don't kind of reflect on that also has to be shown to the women too. And so I think that when people say necessarily, okay, I don't really need a man, um, I think how I kind of hear it, I think some people hear it as hurt or they're broken. I think it's that too. But I think it's also this lack of understanding of the depth of what a man is because they haven't been shown that either. And so mm-hmm. it's, if they're just kind of encountering, so like if that's like that foundation, unless they 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 weren't raised in a home to where they um, to where they don't see a man, it's like okay, well, you know, I can't really seek out manhood because I don't know what that is. But I think in our community, we will excuse maybe like a guy saying he you know he he's kind of like struggling to kind of to get to his manhood because he hasn't been shown it. But I think that. Sometimes we put more um, language on, you know, women being like hurt and broken instead of saying, no, well, she doesn't, she she, she can't see it either. She doesn't see it either. Mm -hmm. And so then I think another speaker mentioned, you know, we as, um, you know, we as men, we know the value of women, um, but he said we're able to express it based off of desirability, but not necessarily how we truly need them. And I think that's a part of people's journey. And I think that, you know, men will say, okay, well, you know, yeah, this is like, you know, you know, my manhood journey, and maybe at times I did exploit people, but I think from the other lens, there were other women on the other end of that exploitation. And so when women are on the, on the other end maybe of that exploitation during a certain period of time, and let's say whether it came from like her childhood, her 20s, her 30s, or however long, they've been on that receiving end, and I think Naturally, I think a lot more women tend to be more um, expressive than men and kind of talk more. And I think sometimes men don't talk as much, and so therefore we get a lot of um, how women may feel. And so when women will talk to other women, so even if it's not your story, you're able to talk to other women and say, hey, this is what I've been through. 
you know, and this is the only experience I have with them. And then I think maybe when guys get older, it's like, okay, yes, I'm really ready to, you know, really value a woman or, you know, be there kind of like, you know, with her and for her. But I think people don't look back on that person's journey and say, well, what is their, this is, what is this woman's understanding of, you know, of having a man or what a man is. And I think that sometimes in our, in our community, I think we have to lead with a lot more compassion and love and making sure that if we're saying, okay, well, this person is independent because she has to be, I feel like that should be a sad thing to people. I don't think that that should be, um, sometimes what you may see online is, 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 mm-hmm. is, is there's a really negative undertone of, um, and, and I don't think that what, what we see online is real. You know, I just think that it's just people doing their marketing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that people are just exploiting a lot of pay, pain for profit. But um, it, when we allow the image of, you know, the independent woman and she's single, and then you'll hear people say, oh, well, because there's not enough men, or, oh, because a lot of them are incarcerated, or a lot of them have died early, you know, and all these things. Isn't that sad? Like, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Like, you have people really be like, wow, this person is single, and but, but, but not say, yeah, because their counterparts are dying. Their counterparts in jail. That's not nothing to laugh at. That's something to feel, to, to, to feel like, wow, that's the reality of that. And I don't know if it's in our community to where we choose to maybe, like, make jokes out of certain things. Um, but I do think that we should look at that in a more of a um, compassionate lens and really watch the language that we kind of put out there about describing some of the things that do happen in our community. And then um, – and I'm so sorry if I'm – no, no, you, you're done. You, 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 you're doing, you're doing amazing, Queen. I know it's your first time, so I'm glad you called in. Let me say this, and I got another caller as well. So I love everything that you got. I want to highlight what you're stressing, um, is because we are in a sense the mental dialogue show and the ultimate ideas. You know, in a sense, I always say you can't act right if you don't think right. And so in order to think right, you got to you got to deal with the psychology. So I love what your the perspective you're bringing about seeing it as a strong thing because here's been the reality of why you only hear quote unquote strong independent women attached to black women. So our trauma, the trauma that can be passed down genetically or whatever has been passed down such that instead of seeing it, as you said, Hey, this is a sad thing that this person had to get to this space and do it on their own. Our trauma, we in turn put, the strong black woman who was doing it by herself on a pedestal such that, you know, me as a young man did the same thing. And we've done shows specifically on the detriment of the strong black woman and, and what it means and where it came from. And we don't, you know, we've done those shows, go back and listen to those shows. But I just wanted to highlight the perspective of shouldn't we see it as a sad thing is something that is worth thinking about. It is a seed. Whereas even on the shows where we said we don't want, even black had black women said, I don't want that title anymore. But you're going one mm-hmm. step further saying the compassion of seeing it as a sad thing is, I think, worth exploring because it's a realistic perspective that can, in a sense, no longer let the media or social media announce this thing and we have to. And no, now we wouldn't have to overcome it because we're like, that's not the space that we want to be in because it doesn't 
make a good situation for the next generation because that's not sustainable. We've lived out an unsustainable period, and we've accepted and even applauded messaging that did not fit us due to our trauma. So that's what I hear in what you're saying. So thank you so much for your thoughts. Uh, Appreciate you, Queen. A beautiful three cents for your first time calling. Please continue to be a caller. Thank you. Bye. No, absolutely. I got one more caller. Let me take care of these callers because I had some of them waiting. Some of them didn't get in this, this morning. All right. I, don't, I can't see your number, um, but, brother, you got a minute and a half before we go to a break. So give us your three cents this morning on this morning's discussion. Why are there so damn many relationship coaches? Thank you for calling in. Give us your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, Hotep calling from East Coast. Thank you. Uh, there are a lot of relationship coaches because there seems to be a need but a need isn't always one that actually exists. The big issues I think the community has is the white Jesus, because for black people in most countries, that is the leader of their KKK mindset. And when you have an opposing group, when you're the original homo sapiens, and you're worshiping somebody that's basically your child, what happens is relationships, business and personal in terms of, you know, sexual and marriage often have problems. If we could deal with the white Jesus and put him away for permanently, that would remove a large group of our problems, the coonery, the selling out, some of the depression. We can't figure things out because we're looking at the wrong character. And I've seen this in so many relationships, including some of my own family members. And thank you all. I hope I didn't hurt anyone's feelings. And uh, I hope you all have a great year. And black power, pan-African power, Ashe, Amanla, Hotep, and Amen, which comes from Amun Ra of Kemet, Egypt. Thank you, brother. All right, brother. Now, we welcome a gumbo of opinions. We will challenge those opinions from time to time. Um, unfortunately, we are up against the break, so we won't get a quick, a, a quick immediate response. But if anybody, um, Jindai or any of our guests want to have any thoughts about um, what Ty or the brother Hotep had to say, we'll get their thoughts coming out of break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Oh, how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused 
ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. If you have a product or service you would like to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please contact me again directly at 404-604-9477. If you're an individual listener, make sure you are sharing the show. You can share it. If you're listening via the link, share it with others and say, hey, get in on this show every Saturday morning where we talk to our community and you too can support at mentaldialogue.com. I will tell you individual supporters are what keep us going. We definitely appreciate the sponsorships and they get us through a couple of months here because again as I always like to highlight, it is not free for us to do this, so we definitely need your support to keep intelligent radio on the air. This morning's discussion question, why are there so damn many relationship coaches Special guest co-host Jendaya, as well as special guest Juan says and Jasmine Taylor. Um, Jendaya Queen, if you will, I don't think you had a question you wanted to kind of get out there just to make sure that we are wrapping up this morning's discussion. So I definitely want to make sure we get to your question. Um, but let me before I do that, let me just quickly with um, Jasmine just to see if she had any thoughts about what our last two callers had to say, because I know we didn't get to give them a good response due to the break. Go ahead, um, Jaz- Jasmine, any thoughts about what either any either of the um, callers had to say? Yeah, I think um, a couple of things. One, the, the young lady who called, um, love everything she had to say. I think she hit on some important points. Um, one of the, I think, you know, one of the things I think we can all resonate is just how painful it is. Um, like she said, this is this reality that faces our community that doesn't face other communities in the same way with the same level of impact or for the same reasons is deeply sad and deeply tragic. Um, I think I started out talking about how, you know, people are often, you know, dealing with this relationship field and they're thinking it's about their own marriage, their own happiness, their own happily ever after. I think that's important. But to me, the primary focus and reason is about the people that you're going to affect by coming together as a couple. You're going to create a family. You're going to have other human beings relying on you and your example and your ability to have a healthy marriage and create security for them as children. So uh, for me, it's as much about being able to learn how to not only have your own happy ending, but not mess up somebody else's life because you weren't able to have that happy, that healthy relationship. Um, And it does affect the generation. That's, that's essentially what I'm saying, right? If we can learn how to be in healthy, happy relationships, um, then it's strong marriage, strong family, strong community. We can raise other people who can be in healthy, happy relationships and don't have to spend their adulthood recovering from their childhood trauma and it's a cycle it's a generational cycle so um when we break the cycle with with one family then we're affecting generations and marriages to come um so i think what she said is is vital in terms of us understanding 
the importance, the urgency even around getting relationship education out there to people so that we can begin to break some of these cycles and deal with the traumas in our community. Um, and then I think, you know, to address the, uh, the other gentleman, what he said about the white Jesus, um, I can't speak to that in particular. Um, I'm a Christian. Our organization is Smoke of Marriage is built on the on principles of faith and the foundation of faith um, in from a Christian viewpoint. Um, but I, 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 I respect whatever anybody's perspective is and belief is, and I, I welcome the conversation. I think that's, that's the part where we go wrong is where we shut each other down and we're not listening, we're not able to hear, we're defensive. I, I welcome the dialogue, and I'm glad we're having this conversation today. No, thank you, Queen. Vaughn, your thoughts? Vaughn, did we lose you? We may have lost you. Hold on, let me, let me bring him back live. Okay, we got dropped off. All right, go ahead, King. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, you know, I I don't know, man. I, I think there's just so much. Um, <clears throat> but there was one point that someone made about uh, the emotions of it all. There's this idea going around that, that men are logical and women are emotional. And, and I just like to kind of address foundationally um, some of the misconceptions that feed into us relating to each other in, in ways that really don't give us the types of outcomes that we're looking for. And <clears throat> the reality is that men are no less emotional than women are. Now, that's a very unpopular yeah. position, I know. But but the reality is, you know, we may be emotional about different things, um, mm-hmm. but there's nothing Emo- there's nothing logical about shooting up the club. There's nothing logical about stepping because you you stepped on my shoe or, you know, punching holes in walls or all kinds of different responses that men have to the different stimuli that um, that we respond to. So just the understand. And then, then there, was a, there was a study uh, some decades ago, I want to say maybe in the 40s, where they did this uh, experiment on babies in the hospital where the nurses were instructed to not pick up the children, not show them any nurturing or loving or any affection, just to feed them and bathe them and and change them. And within, I think, about three weeks, about 90% of all of the infants died. Just the Was it just the females that died because of the lack of emotion? No. No, it was, it was the males and the females that overwhelmingly died because they didn't have that nurturing, loving touch. And so when they tried to recover, they tried to recover and start being emotional and affectionate with the other remaining children. Uh, most of those died too. Is that if you if you that that just shows foundationally that the male and female are both in need of affection and love and all of that other sappy soft stuff that we talk about that we think uh, only women need. And so again, I just I'm just addressing foundationally that. We need a new understanding with how we're supposed to relate to each other, and at the at the apex of that understanding is the idea that men and women aren't nearly as different as what we've been encouraged to believe. Jendaya, mm-hmm. uh, I know we only got five minutes, so just maybe we, I don't know if we got time to answer a full question, but I know I wanted to, you know believe it or not I wanted to highlight that same question myself, but I think you know if you want to try to bring it to the table and say give another thought, sure, go ahead, Queen. We only got five minutes. We got to get your public information out as well. 
Indeed. So, Vaughn, that was on point. You're doing it for me today, okay? <laughs> so, really quick, I wanted to just throw out there, one, and I posted this on social media and got some different responses. Um, so, I will pose it to the guests, and if we got time, we'll pull somebody in briefly, okay? Is being single a strike against being a relationship coach? You, you um, ladies and gentlemen, are in the field. So, like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Is that for me? Yeah, it don't matter. Either one of you both get up here. You only got a few yeah. minutes. We got to make it quick. We probably won't get there with both of yeah. you. Well, I will say this. I, I think that, again, as I said at the top of the show, that there is a, a level of fluidity that is required in a healthy relationship that most people that aren't in a healthy relationship simply cannot relate to. And so they tend to give textbook answers, these structured answers that, you know, that don't really – um, jive well with, with what's actually required in real time in relationships. So um, I, I say it's definitely a bonus when when uh, relationship coaches and counselors are harmoniously married. Not just married, but harmoniously married. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Jasmine? Um, agreed. You know, I, I'm definitely not going to say that um, you can't provide good information counseling or, um, you know, kind of anything from a psychological standpoint when you have training and a degree, but I think it also helps, um, like the brother just said, it it, uh, always helps when you have real life experience and um, you're living it yourself. I think you just have a different layer of experience and um, that you can provide when you're in, uh, like you said, a happy, healthy relationship yourself. I love it. So we only got a few minutes, so I want to make sure that we people know how they can stay in contact with all the wonderful work that y'all are doing. Um, the ultimate thing mm-hmm. that I would like to just conclude with is a little bit of what Jasmine was just talking about in response to Todd of California is um, when she talked about doing it not just for your own happiness, but for the legacy. And something that I said on that um, IG Live with the young lady of the, of the week is that unfortunately, being brought up in the romanticized movie on um, rate music era, you know, we are the, 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 in a sense, we're the only generation that had that. When you think of human history, who, did, who didn't have advanced technology to grow up in the movie area and getting movies made that, that make us idolize um, love in this, this, <laughs> this way that, so what we've done, fortunately is, Historically, humans have gotten by without all the things that we're saying we need now to a degree because we did not have legacy misplaced. We have it misplaced, and we've put love in this in this in in this place that has actually become harmful because, as you said, Jasmine, people are just trying to only focus on how we relate. We have to fix how we relate but we can't lose sight of legacy and love. And I think it goes in that order when it comes to marriage, if you will. So that's a final thought, if you will. If you will, um, uh, Jasmine, we'll let you go. Let them know how they can stay in contact with the work that you're doing, how people can follow you. Uh, um, Thank you so much for coming on this morning, Queen. Thank you so much for having me. We're online at Mocha Marriage, M-O-C-H-A, marriage.org and all the social medias with the handle most marriage. Again, thank you for your time. Vaughn, you've been wonderful. You've held us down for the whole two hours. Um, you've been killing the king. I will make sure you and Yancey get connected. Um, again, love making on air 
request because we're not just a talk show. We are here to build this nationwide virtual neighborhood where African-Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through solution-focused conversations such as this. So thank you, King, for being with us. Let us know how to stay in contact with you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I can be reached at my website is www.theconditionsoflove.com. That's theconditionsoflove.com. My email is info at theconditionsoflove.com. Uh, everything is at theconditionsoflove.com because love is conditional. People don't like that. A lot of people want unconditional love. And for those of you who want unconditional love, I sell Doberman Pinscher puppies. But for those of you who are looking for real love, <laughs> you better get yourself right and learn how to not only um, the condition but also offer the conditions. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate you having me. I love it. Um, Black, grown, and married. Say the website. We got to go. We got 15 seconds. Indeed, indeed, there is not a website. It is a private group in Facebook. Simply send me an invite at Black Grown and Married. Love it. Amazing show. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.